Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things mecha. Jump ship incoming. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Mobile Armor Radio, episode 49, season 5, episode 1. Yay! Five years. It's a whole new year. I can't believe I started I started our little journey first host five years ago. Wow. I I'm, like also, years, I'm yeah. also in awe that we've known Brian for five years. We've known him from what we're Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, seems, it seems a lot longer though, like double. <laughs> Time flies, that's for yeah. sure. And we definitely don't get any younger, that's for sure. Mm. All right, so what else? Any more banter? Any more banter? <laughs> no, uh, we're we're good. You're running on three hours of sleep. Yeah, it's do true. You want to uh, do your? No, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that at, at the Mech Bay. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, uh, hey, hey, hey! I'm directing this ship. <laughs> <laughs> I was going uh, to say, we're gonna, I was gonna say we're going to put an edit there. That's all I was going to say, but that's all right. Oh. <laughs> I think we should just leave it. Well, this is all well, in. Now we're we leaving it to. all in? <laughs> you it's the edit. We'll yeah. do it live. We have to keep the, jump, you shot, the jump ship long, because otherwise it's I, depressing. I love I love the fact that you just call it jump shat. Jump shat. Jump it's, shot? Uh, it's when you shat when you jump. It, it makes up for how quickly I run them. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. Right. we have to even it. Right. Right, we're here. Let's go. We're gonna we're gonna change the name on the masthead to Brian. No hassle in the jump ship, Novak. Yep, and get us from A to B. <laughs> All right, so let's move into the drop ship and see what everyone's doing. Drop ship landing. All right, welcome to the drop ship, my friends, and uh, let's talk about what we have been working on. Uh, Brian, let's start with you. Sure. Well, I I don't have any model projects uh, currently. I, I had been working on a whole bunch of terrain uh, last time I think we talked. and uh, But since then, uh, one project that I have been working on that's kind of related is uh, I've been working on, there's a, a, a quarterly writing contest. Uh, for for kind of mantic fan fiction, uh, held held in a, a Facebook group called the Ronnie the Bard of Mantica, and every quarter we get a new new theme and whatnot. And I decided for for this quarter uh, is that I was going to write a story about Mecca in the Warpath universe. So I've got uh, a big stompy Strider versus a graceful lithe. Uh, uh, spectra, and then I'll probably also throw in some big, mean, nasty uh, aberration in there as well. Mm. So, uh, just a big old monster so, slugfest. Well, it's, it, you kind of almost cover all genres of mecha slash anime, right? You got it, the kaiju, you got the more elegant anime, yep, mecha, and then you have the standard real battletech mecha, yeah, yeah, real robot ones, yeah. So it, it should be fun. It's shaping up quite well. Uh, at, at the time of this recording, I have three days to finish it, including today. So nice. uh, when you get it done, we'll put a link to, in the show notes to it. So just uh, yeah, I yeah, would sure. I would like for you to consider ending the story as all three of them become friends and become a combiner robot. <laughs> that that is a, a good option, <laughs> and I'm going to take that under advisement. Uh, the theme for this uh, this quarter was uh, defeat. Mm. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that all works out for everybody. <laughs> all right. Uh, is that it? Anything else you've been working on? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. My, my 3D printer has been working again, strangely enough, uh, as I run out of filament. Uh, so, um, but, yeah, otherwise, uh, the other project I think I, I may have mentioned I started is that I uh, 3D printed a whole bunch of kind of textured bases uh, from from Monster Fight Club, and uh, I think it was Monster Fight Club. Um, and I'm planning to rebase my entire uh, GCPS 
uh, force. Uh, they I have them on the the blank flats uh, painted black uh, discs for right now, but I figured it's 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 time for me to kind of step that up a little bit and figured they were they are a good uh, unit to start with that. So I've, I've printed all the bases. I've got their their kind of prime and base coat done. So now I basically just need to go hit them with probably null oil to give them a little <laughs> shading and then hit them with uh, some dry brushing to give them a little more depth. Um, try, dry brushing is something I do need to practice, so I, I figured that would be a good one to do it on. So Hit them with your best shot. Yeah. Yeah, Fire away. Is for sure, dry brushing on them pops them, so that's good. Mm. Yeah. But uh, what have you been working on, Rob? I've been doing a lot of 3D printing. Obviously, that's our stories nowadays, but uh, <laughs> the, the first thing I printed was uh, a ballista mech from uh, Ratapoon K. He's, uh, I, th- I can't remember what, he's in Southeast Asia somewhere. I can't remember exactly where it is. But he's uh does a lot of 3D printed mechs. He designs them. And he also has a skirmish game kind of soon, which should be interesting. But uh, these are really detailed, cool, giant mechs. I, I guess uh, I talked to him later. I guess you're supposed to print them at 50%. So they're they're huge, the ones I printed. But I love them. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've printed two of his mechs so far. I will have the Thanks. link in the show notes to where you can uh, purchase his. Uh, these ones were free, but you can also buy. Oh, you posted this, didn't you? This is the, the quad... The quad, the quad one and the ballistas, the uh, the bipedal version. The quad one, I think oh. I talked about last month. So, yep, it's uh, he's been doing cool stuff. So I've been printing those up, and they are cool and giant. I've also printed up uh from John Bear Ross. I've printed up the Raptor Mech he's been designing, and uh, once again, I'll have a link for that too. And he has a new yeah, Kickstarter coming. He has a new Kickstarter coming out soon with a Scorpion Mech, which I can't wait. It's gonna it looks awesome. Huge claws, like I think it. I don't know if it's a unit in 40k, but it's uh, he, that's his pretty much background is 40k stuff. So it's a lot of yeah. alternate uh, sculpts for 40k monsters. So I assume that's something in 40k is a giant scorpion, but it looks awesome. Oh, uh, I wonder if he redid a Talos. That's an old vehicle. No, I don't even know if no that's idea. even still a, the still Dark Eldar thing. Yeah. Oh wow. I don't know. If I, I'd have I to see know. it, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that is a scorpion-looking thing. I don't know, but I don't know if that thing is even still a, a unit in the game. Probably not. Uh, that came out in third below. edition. Comment below what uh, if this is for 40k, what it is, or if it's just for funds. Because uh, you the always need a giant scorpion mech. So, <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, the uh, Raptor, which is uh, he, he did a bunch of uh, bipedal mechs, and uh, uh, the Raptor is a uh, another one of those, and he's cool too. Uh, lots of mechs being designed by him. Once again, I'll have the link to his uh, Colts page so you can check out all the different designs he's been doing. And uh, other than that, yeah, print, uh, print up uh, lots more Transformers that I've been doing. That's about it. I think uh, 3D printing is... Uh, I haven't painted anything. I just print them, and then I put them on my shelf. I have a <laughs> lot of gray plastic on my shelves. <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. So That's, that's kind of why I stopped on the 3D printing myself. Uh because I need to catch up with a lot of... I got a lot of stuff I got to do. Oh, I, I, <laughs> and I, I, can't. I, I could not print anything and still have... Until I'm dead, be able to paint stuff, so... <laughs> yeah. I've, I've actually been printing more, like, uh, hobby organizing things, like uh, like contrast. I The latest thing I printed was a, a contrast paint, uh, like, tiered holder. That's cool. Uh, where it's like... Here's a set of like three by four, and then it's two by four, and then one by four. So it yeah, stacks nicely. Too, actually, I might have to check that out. You have to send me the link for that one. For sure. Uh, Pat, what have you been working on? Uh, not too much. Uh, I still have been working on my Nishin Core. I'm really having a hard time getting this black the way I want it to work. Like with the highlights and stuff? For my, for my Oni, yeah. So uh, I since have stopped painting the Oni, and I moved on to my Paladin Force, which is coming together once again. I haven't taken any pictures yet, uh, but uh, I stayed away from the blue and white like uh, you see on the webpage, and I kind of went with a a navy blue-orange thing. Oh, that's cool. I went with the Chicago Bear colors. Or the... uh, Gotcha. (laughs) That's uh, kind of like the the new... It it works out. uh, From Pacific Rim, he's that colors. Yeah. 
Well, it works out because of that. That's another reason why I remembered it. And then I remember how good my uh, dreadball, my orc dreadball team turned out with those colors. Mm. So it's more really a navy blue gray with some hi- highlight orange. Oh, yeah. So it's a lot less uh, orange or, than you expect. Yeah, or a lot, a lot of splashes. Just splashes of orange. Not full um, orange with blue highlights. That's what it should be. No, that's that would be ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I don't even like those uniforms. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm going to tell you these. If you haven't gotten any of these Nishikor models, if you like the the small forty fifty mil scale kind of guys, mm. uh, you should get some. They paint up real nice. They look real nice. The detail is really good. A uh, friend uh, at uh, Nishikor is. Done a great job. He's putting out some new stuff too. Uh, I think we've linked some stuff in our deal, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, he's yeah. You, even the new stuff is just looking fantastic. Yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully playing. I'm hoping I was, you know, my goal was to hopefully get these two factions painted. So by the time Gen Con rolls on, I still got time. Uh, it's a month. We can give it a we can give it a play. I mean, we might have to. Uh, I was hoping to give it a uh, get them done, give them a play, so we can actually maybe. Film a, a, a little battle report. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank you. Um, but that might we might have to do that with painted models. But that hurts my soul when I say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to so, order some of those and have them sent to your place because uh, shipping to Canada <laughs> sucks for anything. So, well, now be the time to do it since you're coming for Gen Con. Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of stuff arriving at your home, and you'd be like, "What the hell is all this stuff?" <laughs> uh, you know, you, you joke about that, but. Uh, uh, Ronnie, the owner of uh, Mantic, uh, his kids will DM me on Instagram occasionally. And we're like, Pat, is it okay if I sit and have some packages sent to your house? And, the, and we'll get these random packages. Yeah, didn't you have like and then, shoes and stuff? Like it was yeah, like clothing and, and Ron, stuff, right? Yeah. Ronnie, has, yeah, Ronnie has to take them home to his kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> so. they're from England, so it's even worse shipping. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, just to give some context, they're from the UK, so. Uh, but again, like I said, I didn't do too much. Uh, uh, did I do anything else besides the Nishin Corps? Because did you work in your downs- uh, your your Zhang anytime lately? <laughs> no, because I I'm uh, so the the wife wants to redo the office, so I got to take everything that's in the office and put it in the basement. Oh jeez! And so well, and that's the, what I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to rearrange the basement because most of the stuff I don't think is coming back up. <laughs> ah, let's be honest. And you're getting rid of a lot of the couches and stuff in the basement too, anyways, right? Uh, well, I already, yeah, I already got rid of them. Oh, they're all gone. What is, what is yeah. your uh, ogre going to be sitting on then? <laughs> it's it's actually sitting on the floor. <laughs> uh, Ryan, so... Have you ever seen the box set to the ogre game? It is huge. I, I think I did. Yeah, when I was when I stopped by one time. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, uh, so, oh, we're talking about the Zhang. Uh, so what it is, I I've kind of moved some I moved some tables around, uh, and so I had to kind of pack that up a little bit, so I wouldn't lose all the pieces while I was moving things around, and I haven't uh, re-established. Uh, I have a space uh, for model building now, separate from my painting. Mm. Uh, so that's where I'm going to put my junk once I get back down there just to 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 get on that. Um, but it's going to happen. My goal, I'm going to set myself a goal. End of the year, that Zhang will be done. Nice. You've got time. I do. So, uh, but as far as what we're working on, that's pretty much it. Not too much. A little ignition core painting, a little yeah. rearranging stuff, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's better than Actually, uh, it's been for a while. You guys usually like, nope, nothing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, in the grand yeah. scheme, that's probably the best uh <laughs> All around. Well, I'm making a conscious effort to paint more, even if it's just by myself, you know, mm-hmm. singing, you know, playing very sad songs and oh. rain, playing raindrops background. So. <laughs> <laughs> rain. All by myself. <laughs> it's pretty depressing. Yeah, all my, all my, uh, all my uh, colors are now just are drabs. Yeah, there's no to match his mood. Yeah. <laughs> mood miniatures. All right, let's uh, move on to Comstar then, since uh, we don't have any more crafts and hobbies that we're working on. Uh, let's go, and away we go. 
message from Comstar. I'm Brian. And I'm Rick. From Dead Zone the Podcast. And you're listening to Mobile Armor Radio. Are we back? <laughs> oh, I didn't realize we were gone. Yuck, 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 yuck. All right, welcome to the drop ship. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're losing it. No, God, you God, I thought I was gonna make it through this with getting all these damn ones right. I haven't even written down in front of me. Oh yeah, it's not dropship. Oh, God. I'm hopeless. <laughs> well, welcome to the Comstar. Uh this is where we talk about the movies, the books, the comics, the arpage the rupages. Arpaging. Arpages and Vidja Vidja games. Yeah, Have a little bit of TV in the movies. Maybe. Uh, who? Let's start with you, Rob, because you always have a plethora of news you like to talk about. Actually, there's not much news this this month. It was uh, oh. there's hardly anything. But uh, Redline has launched. We talked about it last month, but they've mm-hmm. launched their Kickstarter. It funded nearly in one day. I think they were like a thousand dollars short in the first day. But it's been yeah. going gangbusters. Links to the show notes. Go go back it. Get yourself a starter deck and some. Some of the expansions, fun stuff. Yeah, it's really a, it's game. really is a fun game. It really is a fun game as far as cards are concerned, and it's I, I just like the fact that it's not collectible. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm excited to give it a shot. I like that. So it's, even it's, playing fields. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and that's uh, our friend Beetle. He's like, hey, I know you like Max. Here's a here's a uh, discount code for a game, and it's called. Uh, I, I didn't get one. No, you didn't. Iron Harvest. I don't know if anybody's ever this, heard of this. It's this is this is on my wish list, and uh, mainly because it reminds me of uh, that board game we were playing. Uh, yeah, Scythe. 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 Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's Diesel Punk Mech World War One ish game. Uh, I've just started it. It's uh, RTS, which I'm not crazy about RTSs, but it, as long as I'm playing solo, it's fine. <laughs> uh, it's on <laughs> right. good old games, so it's not even on Steam, but it's uh, it's fun. It's it's. Oh, it's uh, good. Because they have it on Steam. Yeah, but the discount code was for good old games, so that's where I got it. Oh. It was, like, super cheap. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, like, you're kind of like, I don't know, you're not Russian, but you're definitely Eastern European, and the Russian troops are yeah. kind of... Uh, you're, one of the, you're one of the Iron Card countries. Yeah, and uh, it's, uh, they have, it's like, yeah, it's World War One, but there's also, there's mechs in it. And they're, like, steampunky mechs, and it's fun. Yeah. And so far, I I haven't. Uh, I think I'm playing on the super easiest difficulty, and it's. it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I just uh, RTSs. It. RTSs are kind of like that. Uh, like when you, if, if you don't play them like regularly, it just makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do not play them. I would have gotten destroyed. I'm sure by now if I played I love, any kind of. I love. I love the RTS. <laughs> this one's so far it's simple, but I'm sure it gets more complex as you play. Like so far, you only have like three or four units to worry about. <coughs> all I do is select them all and like attack everything. <laughs> Actually, it's getting harder now. You have to have, use anti tank and stuff, which I've ha- have decided to. You know, it's that it's that I have to hurry up. I don't like having to hurry. That's my thing. So, but it's fun. Uh, well, I mean, the key to, the key to RTS when you're playing by yourself or with a team is. Use the space bar, man. Pause it, and then. I wonder if you can pause it. I don't even know. You should be. You should be able to pause any RTS with the space bar, and then just get the lay of the land, figure out where you want to move your guys, <laughs> and then. Yeah. And then go. Yeah, that, if it does have a pause function, I would definitely try to use that. I'm not sure if it does. Uh, for movie or TVs, I finally finished uh, the whole Fang of the Sun Doug room, and it's uh, it was fun. It's from 1981, which is amazing, but it. Uh, pretty much takes place in a colony world and they rebel for independence and it follows a group of young rebels as they get their the Dugrum, which is uh if anybody plays Battletech it's a Shadowhawk. And uh pretty much it's this them every episode all the uh the Fetties send like a bunch of uh mechs against them and they destroy them easily. So you're not really watching it for the mech fights, it's more for the uh story around it. Because it does go from like just them as the rebels to like the whole a whole army and the actual independence and the way it ends i won't spoil it but really unexpected <laughs> and uh yeah it's it's a pretty fun series you get to see all the characters grow and you also get to see all the battletech mechs unseen mechs in action a lot of them like uh like a lot of them are from uh 
like uh, Battle Masters and I think Wolverines and Goliaths and things and Shadowhawk, obviously. So it's uh, it is fun to see all that, and it's all free on YouTube. So you can go. I let once again the show notes. I think I put them in before, but uh, you can go find the whole seventy-five episodes, 20, 20 minutes each, pretty much. So it did. It took me a couple months to watch it all, but it's not too bad. But it's a good story. And I think it's actually even a better story than Votoms. I, Brian, I think you're watching Votoms. If you want to, to segue into what you're watching, but uh, I, I think I like Doug sure. better than Votoms. So there you go. Okay. Yeah, I'm watching Votoms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Uh, I, I only get to watch it like on my my uh, lunch break, uh, typically. So I'm usually an episode or two at a time. I'm right around episode uh, twelve or thirteen. Uh, before the end of the first disc of the Blu-ray collection mm-hmm. of uh, the TV show portion, um, and I, I'm I'm definitely enjoying it. It was not quite what I was expecting with it, just because it was. I think I was gearing up for more of a kind of war story one, where we were kind of more in the thick of it. Uh, so the fact that this takes kind of place after the war, during you know the wandering around of people following a hundred years of war. <laughs> well, it's uh, um, that first story arc does, it does get into more war yeah. stuff as you go and it gets better as you go too. So stick with it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I like, I like that our, our, our hero, like he goes through these mechs, like yeah. one a day. <laughs> yeah. It's the exact opposite of Doug Ram. Like Doug Ram, the whole point is it's like the perfect mech and it never gets injured and, where yeah, right, he, uses, right. he just uses them like toilet paper. <laughs> They're just gone. Yeah, like <laughs> especially like coming from Gundam, where it is like okay, you might get a mid-season upgrade, and that's the <laughs> one time you change a suit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. The fact, the fact that uh, like twelve episodes, and he's probably been through at least eight <laughs> of yeah. them by now, just because there's a couple episodes where he didn't have one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's just kind of fun. Um, but no, I've, I'm, I'm intrigued by the story. Uh, definitely, uh, I think it's going to be hitting its stride more. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah, by the end, it's it's really good. Like it is quite good. This that that first story arc, I, it was hard to get through for me. It took me a long time to get through them all, but uh, it really gets good by the end. Yeah, and there's was it 52 episodes of the TV series, so I've got 40 episodes left. And I think there's also uh, prequels and things like that too. So. There's like, um, well, it, it also I, I noticed I was looking through the, the Blu-ray set today. Like, I think they have like compilation movies, yeah, uh, kind of like Gundam. Yeah, I think they do. Uh, there is that part of me that's like, should I have just watched those? But uh, I know that I know there's a uh, like a bunch of OVA episodes as well. Yeah, there's a lot so, of OVAs. Yeah. They're really good too. I'll, I'll I'll keep going through the I have, I'll keep going through the whole series. And, well, I think yeah, and I watch think it all here. I did have a reading or watching order for it, but I think it really makes sense to watch the whole series and then watch the OVAs because so I think some of the OVAs kind of spoiled stuff that if, if you watch gotcha. in chronological order, it you know kind of spoils them a bit. So yeah, but uh, yeah, that's a fun one. Did you have more? Um, no, uh, that was for my, that was the end. That's why I go keep going. Gotcha. All right. Well, um, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, within the last month here. Top Gun Maverick came out, <laughs> which they I did go and see in theaters. Uh, they should have. That would have been pretty sweet. That would have been. Uh, <coughs> but uh, I, I, I do gotta say, like, I really had a great time watching that movie, um, especially in theaters. Like the, uh, the story was for me it was really reminiscent of a particular episode of Area Eighty Eight. Um, and if you've seen Area 88 you, and you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, a big, uh, it would be a light spoiler, but a big portion of this revolves around navigating a very narrow can- like valley um, at high speeds uh, with F-18s and, um, and blowing up a target. So uh, I won't spoil much more than that. Uh, it was really fun. I will say, like, the stunt work, like, the actual plane stunts just, you know, blew the original out of the water, or the sky, as it were. <laughs> um, and, and, like, it it definitely blurs the... It, it's it's hard to tell where it's fake. 
because uh, they they did have you know real F-18s, you know Lockheed Martin's footing the bill on this thing to help drive up, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I'll give those guys props because a lot of them did three, four, six months, I think, worth of training to actually fl- sit in these jets and handle the seven, yeah. eight, seven, eight, nine G's turns. Yeah, they were sh- actually shooting their faces. <laughs> so those, there's a lot of cockpit camera work where yeah, there's, you can there's, see the you can actually see the G forces really working on them. Yeah, yeah, but the cameras in a good chunk of the movie uh, is is the camera is like a GoPro set up facing them, mm-hmm. and then like outside you can see you know the rest of the plane. Um, and like I said, it it could be a very uh, Good blend of CGI and whatnot, uh, but no, I think most of it it's is real. hard to tell. It yeah, is. I'm pretty sure. I, I did watch a little behind the scenes on I forget where it was. It was yeah. maybe, maybe on YouTube. Uh, but those, you know, I mean, granted, most of those people are not flying those things; they're sitting in the in the rear. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but those are actual true flights. Yeah, yeah and they said that yeah. they'd they take the GoPro up and they wouldn't know what they'd get because they. For all you knew, it was pointed slightly wrong, and like they they yeah, had a right. that it would stay in position and get the right shot because it costs millions of dollars every time they go up. So they're like, "Oh, she's we got to get this right," you know. So it, it was a lot of just luck, and they said it was yeah. I think ninety percent of the movie is uh, is real, which is amazing. Yeah, it's 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 really neat. Uh, definitely go watch it if you are a fan of. Uh, fighter jets and high speeds well if you're an 80s kid you probably should go watch it because it does i i'm not gonna lie i went and saw it with my nephew Uh, yeah but if if you were if you were like me and you actually saw top gun in the theater back in the day uh it does close it it closes it closes the book yeah yeah it does that really well if they were going to make another movie after this one then it would cheapen this movie Probably a little bit, yeah. But uh, this movie made so much money, I guarantee there's going to be another one. <laughs> I, it's, Hollywood's too stupid not just let things rest. No, uh, I, I also heard true. that you get to see Tom Cruise run, so that's all. You, that, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> he, he is. He is still running. Um, is he like sixty years old now? He is. He's uh, gotta be. He's sixty. I think he is sixty. Yeah. Because I remember when. Uh, Where was um, he running? Edge of Tomorrow came out. Uh, he was like the comment was that he was in 50 and he was doing more like physical workout than the rest of the crew with all that gear. <laughs> um, oh, I, he runs. At he runs climax, all the time. Pat, did you fall asleep during the climax? Probably. Oh, I remember when he was running. Yeah, <laughs> I, I won't. I won't spoil it. Um, but no, it, it's a it's a fun movie. I will I will say if if it's a factor for you. It's very like very much a propaganda film <laughs> as they all are, uh, but you know if if you can kind of set that aside, I think it is a really fun action if you, movie. If you don't mind earning money for the Church of Scientology, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of problems, but um, it's it's gotten great great reviews. So you yeah, complain about it. I mean, the negatives don't outweigh, I guess, the decency <laughs> of the movie. Yeah. yeah, you can't worry about that kind of stuff when you know you're watching a movie. It's not your job to uh, <laughs> to, to, have yeah, to figure to stop out the, with your morals <laughs> to, to stop the cults. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, other things that I've done um, is that I finished my uh, my playthrough of the Mass Effect uh, Legendary series, uh, so the main main original trilogy for Mass Effect. Wow, um, had a really good time playing through all that again, and. Uh, and and blowing up a, a bunch of uh, sentient alien robots, spaceship people. Uh, I went with uh, for those that haven't played. Uh, I went with the I'll just say the synergy ending because um, I I'd, it'd been commented on that like at the end of the day at the heart of that game, like if, especially if you're doing the Paragon route, like technically that's the ending you should do. <laughs> Yeah, it's the best version. If if you've been like your whole thing has been like uniting all these different alien species and making them work together uh, to set aside old grudges, like in the grand scheme, murder the, them all at the end, this, right? Yeah, or or just kill them all. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was 
That was a fun time, and actually, like, it got my wife interested in playing the game. She and she does not play like sci-fi anything. Mm. She, she doesn't like sci-fi movies or anything like that. So I think she really got into the the character yeah. moments of the series. Um, so she's having a fun time. Uh, she's on the second game right now, and yeah. uh, that was the highlight. Yeah. Those those stories for sure were the the characters. Yeah, Mass Mass Effect Two in particular, like. Um, they they were able to start having uh, I'm going to put air quotes around this, like start having fun with their setting like so much of the first game it's it's kind of fairly serious in tone it's like really establishing uh, you know the the universe and then in the second game they can really play with it and like oh yeah there's there's a vendor at this one shop that's selling video games that you can get for your Omni tool um, and and. Like, oh man, the graphics on this are great. This age of fantasy game, it's based off Turian mythology. Like, <laughs> like there's a whole bunch of stuff like that. And they just have fun with it. And the uh, the tone is not as somber as Mass Effect 3. Uh, I kind of forgot how, like, oppressive they, uh, <laughs> that game can be. <laughs> just because it's not a happy time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so other than that, uh, I have also started reading um, Bad Dog by Ashley Pollard. It's good, right? Uh, I, I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I was I was thrown a little bit just because it's like some chapters are first person and then other chapters are third person, and I'm I'm starting to reconcile that because <laughs> <laughs> it was just a bit of like tonal whiplash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're so used to one yeah, or at least consistent within one book. Um, so so it just took a little getting used to. Uh, I'm still pretty early on in the story, so I've uh, been, been uh, enjoying it, though. And so I, I don't have many mecha books, so it's, it's kind of a first fun foray into it. And then um, as a last thing, I uh, got to participate in the uh, Global Dead Zone uh, campaign, the fight that, for Magnetar, <laughs> uh, which was a really fun time. Uh, there's, I think I, I think I talked about it on the show before, where you know you basically you're you're logging the results of your games, um, and they're going to ultimately affect the outcome of this one uh, planet called Magnetar, and uh, it, it was it was really fun um, to to really kind of be in the meta of it and like really kind of fighting for for a force in my case i was always cheering for the rebs uh, uh, to the, win how those rebs do you know at <laughs> the the peak moment for me is when uh one of the early districts of uh, the entertainment district was the first one revealed the rebs and the enforcers were tied for <laughs> first on that and i was like man so close. They have a chance. Uh, and then <laughs> and then they, they, they kind of fell back um, as as enforcers had more players, I think. Well, I guess there's a lot of Veerman players on the world, too. I never knew. Yeah, yeah. Veerman, uh, the, the giant space rats, uh, really kind of came out full force, uh, which kind of works with the lore of, like, the story that they were kind of incorporating into the planet and that the, the Veerman were kind of bursting out of the sewers. Um and and taking taking over the whole place, uh, so uh, yeah, I I think they are probably uh, mathematically coming out on top. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was really close though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was it was really close at a, at a number of points. Yeah, that's cool. But it also really showed um, just to briefly uh, to, wanted to say like it also really showed like how balanced. Uh, the the factions were because they they had one of the the diagrams they had for it was kind of a win loss ratio, and like it 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 wasn't like an un you know a straight line down, but it also wasn't like oh this this faction lost <coughs> every single game yeah um it was it was a pretty even line right down the middle, uh, which I think is is pretty impressive, um for for this game so. I had a really fun time, and I uh, can't wait to see what the you know official outcome uh, turns out to be. Everyone died. 
Everyone died. Yeah, what happens is they call the dead zone and they just the planet disappeared. It, nobody goes there anymore. No one goes there anymore. <laughs> um, I've never heard of Magnetar. What, what do you speak of? <laughs> Which is funny because they the just church. had a, a big dreadball event there. <laughs> um, but uh, but that's enough rambling from me. Pat, what have you been enjoying so far? Not too much. Uh, I thought I was going to be able to finish Pacific Rim Black, but I did not. <laughs> I'm halfway through still. Uh, no more. I wouldn't saw Top Gun too, but I'm not even gonna consider. <laughs> uh, You're not a fanboy like uh, Brian is. I, I wouldn't say a fanboy, but uh, we're playing loose and we're playing loose <laughs> with the with the with the definition here. <laughs> uh, uh, I think, as far as video games are concerned, I think the only thing I got that's been mech-related lately, and now that you're playing stupid Iron Harvest, maybe I'll bite the bullet and get it. Uh, is uh, games if you want to play each other. That's all. Okay. Um, is Starship Troopers, Terran Command? It's an RTS game that right. showed up on C one day, and I was it was it's based on the movies, so you know it, it's got that whole movie campy feel to it. Uh, but it's got a ton of different units, and one of them is a uh, Space Marine mech suit. That's oh, nice. the book's all about the the mech suits, like the that yeah. Thing. So I'm glad they so had those. Uh, so the, the they added that unit, and I finally got to the mission where I got a couple, and I'm just wreaking havoc. But then every <laughs> once in a while, this the giant car- bug comes up, kick, kicks the shite out of me. Yeah, the cartoon really showed. Uh, how cool those things were! That was the first time I think they. Yeah, and I wish I wish they'd shown the the actual mobile infantry armored suit, like in the book in the movies. I feel like it would have been so much better. Wow, I think also the budget would have been crazy, but that's pretty much what. Uh, wow, well, it's about. not it's uh, not it's not like we were paying millions of dollars for Neil Patrick Harris and yeah, wow. Denise Richards. I think Casper Van Diem was expensive back then, but. Uh, <laughs> I think just the CGI. You know, if you get there. to the third movie, they have giant mechs. Do they? By then, they have them. Yeah. Yeah, they have the suits in the in the third movie. I don't, I've probably seen the third movie. I just don't remember. <coughs> it's a weird one. Um, Is that the one where they're just like on a kind of on a base kind of? No, that's the second one. Oh, okay. Yeah. The the third one is it has the theme song. It's a good day to die. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, I think they're on a moon in the, the third one. They're on a moon or something like that. I think if I remember right. I don't remember. Anyways, yeah. so it's a uh, a new RTS on Steam. Eh? It's yes, weird that it's all of a sudden that license computers. got came out of nowhere. Eh? Yeah, I was quite. It just kind of showed up in my uh, queue. You know, you had those queues that just show up, and then you just you just reel through the different games that kind of they you like this because you play this game, blah blah yeah. blah. And so I was reeling through one of those scrolls one day. And then it showed up. I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll try it around." I'm, I'm not. Uh, I, I don't mind a good RTS, um, and so far it's fairly entertaining. Uh, cool. With it and nice. stuff like that. And now that I got the mech suits, I'm like, "Yes, now I can talk about <laughs> it." Now I can talk <laughs> about it in uh, mobile arm radio. Well, um, but as far as RTS, there's nothing spectacular about it. Yeah, it's, it's just a regular. It's just a regular RTS. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I think StarCraft kind of uh, wrote the book on it, and everything's just copies of that now at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, the, the argument can be, hey, that World of Warcraft itself was the was the first one because... Well, yeah, I mean, for sci-fi. It was. <clears throat> sci-fi, yeah. Oh, for sci-fi, yeah. It, yeah, Warcraft, it reminds me, Warcraft, for sure. Like, I, I've, been, I've been watching some Let's Plays of, like, the Command & Conquer series mm. again, and it, it just kind of reminds me, like, how... Like RTSs were, there were a number that were very different from one another back then. Yeah, Command Cocker again was a good one. I mean, Red Alert Two was amazing. Uh, at uh, at that time, it was probably StarCraft Two, WarCraft Two, Command and Conquer. Yeah, well, it would have been it would have been StarCraft One. StarCraft One, WarCraft Two. Yeah, because StarCraft Two didn't come out to like. Yeah, that took forever to come out. That one a long time. Yeah, because. Uh, because all the Koreans like playing StarCraft One, they didn't need to uh, make another one. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember, I remember. Uh, so this is going to lead into the McBay hangar, but uh, one of my good friends who just passed away, mm. uh, we 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 would literally land our computers together in a hub, yeah, and oh, play yeah. the original Warcraft uh, against each other. Nice. 
and that was always fun. So, um, times. but that's it for me at the Comstar. I don't have much as far as that's concerned. Uh, it's been a very busy month as far as other things doing. So, oh, well, <laughs> getting close to Gen Con, so my my time is getting <laughs> short. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so let's move on to the neck hanger and uh, talk about some stuff. Now entering the Mech Bay Hanger. All right, welcome to the Mech Bay Hanger, guys. Uh, this is the topic roundtable discussion form that we got going. Uh, just like to kind of give this Mech Bay Hanger a special shout out to my friend Don Urban, who passed away a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the topic came out about a discussion we have during during his memorial uh, this week, and we're pouring one out for Don. RP buddy. Mm-hmm. All right, so for this month's Mechbehanger, I wanted to see what how everyone's version of a mirror universe of your favorite mech series would look like. Uh, we can kind of do one and then just kind of go around from there. So uh, why don't you start it off, Brian? So when you say this, is it like what would modern day, like if, if, we found our world within this the the space of another setting, uh, a mech related setting. What what one that would that be? Uh, not necessarily. Like, uh, say we're we're talking multiverse kind of kind of yeah. kind of now. So if you so let's say the current storylines that we have currently in play right now in print and everything, that is our reality. Okay. Now, if you cross the barrier into another universe. And we call it the Star Trek mirror universe, where kind of things are opposite. Right. In a sense, how would that look? How would you make that look in your sense of what a mirror universe would look like? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, well, for one, everyone would have a goatee. Uh, <laughs> Got to make sure that's there. Well, which series would you pick? You know, it'd be kind of interesting if... Uh, if the mirror universe, uh, I'll, I'll pick a, a super robot. Let's say Gurren Lagan. Okay, but he have a goatee, the Gurren Lagan, the big giant robot. <laughs> yes, uh, the the Mecha would have the goatee, um, and it would change, you know, in in shape and size uh, based on on how uh, manly they were feeling that day, um, as as the case of the show is. Now it's kind of funny because. That series does actually have like short little vignettes uh, of mirror universes <laughs> mm-hmm. and and alternate realities. So um, it's it's kind of a fun meta experiment. But um, I would it would be fascinating to see Gurren Lagann like with a real robot kind of <laughs> uh, component to it. So like how oh, all right. So, so you have like a, a big core of it is is definitely like the the compatibility technology, right? So, so these mechs can join and become more powerful. Um, and we're we're not going to call it magic. It'll it'll be called something science tanium. Uh, <laughs> that that's what they're powered with, and science. <laughs> um, and and we'll need a narrator to narrate the opening of every episode. <laughs> Vincent Price before he died. Ah, there we go. <laughs> that I, I'm trying to imagine like the Robotech narrator like <laughs> style of narration with Vincent Price's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Just think uh, thriller. Demon the digger. <laughs> yeah. Um, found himself at the bottom of a cave. Um, but but yeah, so I, I feel like that would be a really fascinating uh, take on it. Where yeah, that's actually you know, kind of cool. I see what you're going with that. Yeah, but like, to, and so maybe it's it's you know they're not actually fueled by manly uh, energy. It's it's like they they uh, the suits like use their blood and it's the level of testosterone in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there'd be yeah, some so really stupid. Yeah scientific reason um a rationale behind it and it's like you know and that their their uh you know their life energy as it were in a very scientific sense is what fuels their machines um 
that could be really fascinating because then they they do have like you know they they the scale that that series gets into um to to have like some kind of like expanse level of scientific bending over backwards to explain things nice. or, or the amount of blood they need by the end like they just have to have more and right? more blood with testosterone so, so like <laughs> inside they're just like drinking water and orange juice and yeah <laughs> or or they're just destroying whole cities and sucking it all up <laughs> yeah so it, it would be kind of a, a, an interesting one to, to check out. And like I said, the goatees definitely have to be there. Nice. Except for the, the Spiral King. He would not. He would be goatee. beardless. And bald. He already has a That's goatee okay. in the show. Nice. All right. Uh, Rob, what, what, how would one of yours? Well, the first one I thought of was uh, Transformers, but they already do this. It's called Shattered Glass. They already have words. <laughs> All the, tri- the Decepticons are the good guys, and and the oh, is that uh, is that where Nemesis Prime comes from? Yeah, well, I think Nemesis Prime is something sim- something different, but it's same idea though. I think that was the, I think that was the like genesis of this whole idea of having a whole alternate universe was Nemesis Prime. I think he came first, but anyways, okay. and then that's and then the, that actually gets referenced in the SSSSS Gridman show, oh, yeah. where like all the the characters have like color patterns that match this alternate, the Shattered Glass versions yeah. of characters. Yeah, they're all like the opposite, so it's like all the Autobots are all black and purples and, and all the good mm. guys, all the uh, Decepticons are all like whites and reds and blues. It's Yeah, it's funny, pretty funny. Uh, they do a lot of toy line now. They have a whole Shattered Glass toy line that's just coming out. So it's pretty yeah, much a well, reason I to paint. <laughs> I, did make a, I did make a Nemesis Prime. Yeah, Nemesis Prime. Yeah, like I said, he was one of the first. Um, He showed up in the newest TV show, too. The Netflix show. Nice. But my f- real first one, since I just finished it, would be uh, Dugram. Because uh, the whole point of the show is these are plucky rebels who are trying to stop this evil federation from taking their planet. Or, like, uh, subjugating their planet. But instead, I pictured it as them as actual terrorists. So they're, like, you know. Uh, how, what <laughs> so the federation is, is nice people, and then they're just well, trying to topple it? Yeah, imagine, yeah, just actual terrorists where these, you have a civilization where these people are running around with this giant robot just terrorizing the countryside. <laughs> so so the Earth leaders would be uh, the good, yeah, like the Fetties would be the the uh, POV from them, I would assume. So it would be them trying to chase down this evil organization as it keeps growing, too, as it keeps getting more and more members and getting a following, almost like a cult. And also, the Earth leader has to deal with the fact that one of them, the main guy running the Dugram, is his son too. So that would be interesting, some from his point of view, as the trying to deal with his son becoming this evil cult leader almost. So that nice. be, I, I think that would be kind of cool, and that's especially a good, that's a yeah, turn. The, that was the whole show. It's like they're kind of like betrayed that like there's some propaganda to portray them as that. And it would be what if that was true? That would be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That was my first one, Dugram. And uh, I wouldn't want to see what they could do with uh, with an unbeatable mech who I know, right? on destruction. <laughs> <laughs> they destroyed a lot of cities anyways, and that's just being good guys. So, <laughs> so Pat, what about your first one? All right, so I uh, so like I said, this came about from talking about Star Trek over the Memorial because Don used to be a good buddy, or used to be a good friend of, or uh, used to be a fan of Star Trek and. That led to talking about Discovery and how we liked Michelle Yeoh as the evil Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> <laughs> she does it so well. It's it's crazy how well she plays. Such yeah, she, a, was, she was almost boring like a, as uh, the good captain. Yeah, it's, it's, she does plays the evil biatch so well. <laughs> um, that you know, that's the that's the best part I loved about Discovery was her character. Uh, so then. Um, that led me to think about what would if we did mirror universes, how would other things? So I chose, of course, BattleTech. <laughs> uh, I wanted mm-hmm. to, and so, and I was kind of sketching in my head, how would that mirror universe BattleTech? Because it's a lot of houses, and so then I went with um, all the houses ha- were warring at one point, and then of course I picked House Steiner to win <laughs> and conquer all house, but. Let me just point out that I chose House Steiner not because they're my favorite house, but mm-hmm. they have the actual house symbol, which would look like to be a totalitarian empire yeah, symbol. The Iron Fist, yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so let me just put that's the reason why I chose House Steiner, because their mailed gauntlet fist looks like a an empire kind of a symbol. And they had so in my head I'm thinking they conquer all five houses in the inner sphere. Uh and then each house becomes a section of that empire. Like uh oh Christ, who's the 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 other house, the other good house that was aligned with Steiner? Davians? Uh yeah, the House Davian. Federated Sons. That, yeah. The Federated Sons would become the standard army. You know, they were the fighting force of the Steiner Empire. Uh, House Lao would be the the science division. Curita would be the the espionage version or the SS version of the, the what do they what do they call that in Hitler in the in the Nazi Germany? The guys that would hunt people down. Yeah, the SS. Like, like the SS. Or the Gestapo. Like the Gestapo, yeah, of, of that empire, because you could just see the House Steiner. I, I could see your uh, I could see your uh, loyalties shining through. You think the Korean is that bad? <laughs> so funny. Uh, and then you know, Steiner just you know filling in the and forces behind Federation Sons. And obviously, you've murdered all the Free World League people. <laughs> yes, yeah. definitely. No reason to keep uh, those guys around. <laughs> no, not at all. They they conquered all the. Now, I didn't want to leave everyone out of thing because again this in my head was born from the discussion we had at my best friend's memorial mm. and don was a good ghost bear fan mm. in battletech when we played battletech so how steiner is now being challenged at this point by the clans coming back trying to bring back the old ways quote-unquote of inner the inner sphere and trying to free all the houses so the clans are the good guys yes yeah, that that is going a, going against your in, uh... <laughs> in a sense, yeah. But you know, uh, but you have to have an antagonist at some point, right, to make the stories work. Well, you have to have a yeah, yeah. Not necessarily good guys and bad guys. It's protagonist and antagonist for sure. Pro- protagonist and antagonist. Yeah, and the clans aren't the way the clans are in the way Kerensky wanted them to work. You know, they're just now remnants of what's of, of the different houses, almost that like pirates. Away. Yeah. They, they fell they're apart. All, all they never got brought together. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're they're coming back home to try and uh, bring back the old ways. Yeah, that's cool. Because it, it is interesting to think of the clans. If if uh, uh, Nicholas Kerensky hadn't brought them all together as clans, and they were at, at the time they're all fighting each other. If instead they organized as yeah, like bandit kingdoms almost. Yeah, and then Ghost Bears got enough control to to persuade them to try to go back and take Terra back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty fun. And they and they see how Hauptsteiner has become the ruling gauntlet, crushing. Yeah, uh, as, but that was that was. That, <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how uh, that's how I envisioned my BattleTech universe of the look. Nice, uh, uh, Brian. You got another one. Um. Might might take me a second to to come up with another one. All right, let's move on to Rob then. Rob. Yeah. Uh, I also had a BattleTech one. Uh, mine was uh, was the uh, Capellans are the good guys fighting against the tyranny of the Federated Commonwealth, and uh, as some people actually see it that way, which is disturbing. <laughs> but but uh, and Victor is the despot who wiped out all the clans and is trying to rule the inner sphere with an iron fist. The iron fist comes back, so it's. Wow. Turning really turning on the head. Victor's got his goatee going, and uh, instead of being the the consummate good guy, he's the, he's decided to to be more like his sister, and uh, rule it Kill with everybody. an iron thumb. He brought Comstar and <coughs> the Commonwealth, made them all together, wiped out uh, the Kiritas and the Free Worlds League, and the, the poor Capellans are all that's left against him in total control. I guess I, it's hard for me to say those words, but. <laughs> <laughs> But that would be my uh, second one. That was a quickie. Yeah. Pat, you got uh, Yeah, I do. And uh, uh, I, of course, went to my original would be Gundam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this universe, uh, the Fetties are as bad as the... Once again, yeah, you can see it that way. <laughs> yeah, how, I was going to say, like, is this really a mirror universe? Or is it... Uh, the universe looking in the mirror. Exactly. <laughs> so the Fetties are as bad as they're ruling with Iron Fist. Now they're really dominating because now they have this undefeatable 
uh, Gundam that's just help this decimating Xeon forces. Um, but in this mirror universe, it's not what's his face, uh, uh Amon Ray. Yeah, that's driving it. It's his dad. <laughs> a little, a little like Batman switcheroo there. Huh? Yeah, so it's his dad is running it. Um, because yeah, his like, son was killed. Oh yeah, that's, that's a, a good that's idea. Because his son was killed in the Xeon attack. Yeah, that's what. Uh, uh, so Batman in Flashpoint is uh, is Bruce's father, Thomas Wayne, because yes. uh, yeah. his mother becomes the Joker because Bruce is killed. In, yes, in the alley. Yeah, so that's a similar idea. Uh, <laughs> so he's now piling it, and the, the Xeon army is losing fiercely because of this. Uh, but only tides start to turn because a new hero pilot for Xeon <laughs> is born in with the name of Char, who's able to hold off Gund- the Gundam in most battles using regular... Uh, the Red Comet. Yeah, what are the what are their mechs called in Gundam? Zachers? Zachers, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what are the robots in general called in Gundam? Mobile suit? Mobile suits. Yeah. God, why couldn't I remember that? It's called Mobile Suit Gundam. (laughs) Well, I mean, but then, you know, are they calling the Zakus and the Zabis? Are they calling them? Yeah. Uh, So I think the generic term is just Mobile Suit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, and then you have this new hero pilot, Char, who is uh, holding off the Gundam in just ordinary mobile suits until the final battle where the mobile suit, the, the Zhang and the Gundam face off. Yes. So, and that's my memory. I think that would be a really good story mm-hmm. in a sense, because, you know, like you said, it's, it's never really said that the Fetties are as bad as anything, but then when you get to the plant, you're like, Oh, maybe they are as bad as people say they are. Right. They are pretty bad. But, uh, I'm amazed they haven't done because they've done quite a few alternate universes, but not that kind of thing where they've gone back and redone. Yeah, the well, I story mean, from a different point of view. That'd be, you even like, read, the, uh, like, didn't Robotech do one you said in a comic book? Yes, yeah, that's right. In uh, it wasn't uh, like a mirror universe exactly, but there was an uh, alternate universe comic book. Yeah, yeah, wasn't she the only one who remembered how it used to be? Yeah, it got changed. I can't can't remember exactly how it happened, but yeah, the the daughter of um. Of uh, Mira Claudia. and... Claudia. No, not Claudia. It's Mira and... Uh, what's the other guy? Got blue hair. Oh, Max. Max. Max and Mira's daughter. She's... Uh, ah. So it's, You'll have to be more specific, because I think in both timelines yeah. they have like 12 kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not the... Yeah, it's <laughs> one of the daughters. Yeah. Well, I think that's I think that's part of the story, too, was that they... Uh, it uh, There wasn't as many kids. But anyway, because they never got together. That's what it was. They, ah. she changed history. She, they, the parents. Oh no! It's a Back to the Future moment. Yeah, it was kind of fit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you have a second one yet? No, I, I've I've been trying to think of like a Macross one, <laughs> but I keep just having it become like a crossover with Robotech, <laughs> and like so they like summon Robotech, uh, you know, into the Macross universe or vice versa. That'd be funny, yeah, because it's like two different characterizations. That's kind of fun, actually. Yeah. That actually is pretty fun. Coupled with, like, I I forget if, like, Robotech didn't quite keep the whole theme of, like, music. No, kind so of, imagine the Robotech people, like, what the hell are they singing? <laughs> what What is that music? Yeah, oh, it's it's so loud and angry. I mean, if you really wanted to do the Mirror Universe and kind of mirror how it is today, you could make one of the two the evil side, like, the yeah. Robotech is the evil version that gets moved into Macros, <laughs> and it and it's it's all this is orchestrated by a giant uh, enemy known only as as HG. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you have my God, one? no! How many gold? <laughs> That's funny. Do you have another one? Uh, yeah. I got one last one. Uh, it's for Redline, actually. So in regular Redline, the UNE are on Earth, and the uh, Crimson Pact on Mars, which was China and Russia, went to Mars, and they're fighting each other. And then there's the third faction, was the Brimia. They were like Brazil and a bunch of other states, like the uh, all the rich states. They were the, the highly advanced people. They just left. So in my version, it's the UNE who were forced to flee to Mars after Brimia wiped out the Chinese and Russians. So the UNE is forced to fight a guerrilla war against the vastly advanced uh, enemy, and you can get like 
have because the Brimia was so much more advanced that you could have really cool like different mechs, like almost like anime mechs versus the the more uh, real robots of the UNE. So and they they're just trying to hold out on Mars and try to take the Earth back, kind of like uh, ExoSquad actually. Now I think about it, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it'd be I think it would really really be a different uh, world. The beauty of Redline is it's it's pretty new, but it's 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 got a vast like like. Uh, yeah, there's there's already. there's a, there's a solid background. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 really cool that uh, I like I like I like the anime versus real robot. Yeah, so the Brimia can be like real, like almost like maybe squid monsters or yeah, like squid mechs or something, causing trouble. But uh, I uh, the idea that you'd have to fight it be like I don't like one sided fights or I mean like um, even fights so much. I like in stories how one side's at a real disadvantage. So that be, I think they would cause a lot more tension in the chance of winning, and somehow they'd figure it out by music, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense to me. Yeah, that's right. So there you go. That was my last one. Anybody else have any others? Uh, no. I'm I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up the mech behanger. That was actually kind of fun. Yeah. It was Some nice alternatives. Yeah, it's fun. Just. Uh, because as people talk, you're like, oh, uh, that, you could do this, then you can do that. That's like throwing ideas out. It's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a good time. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's uh, wrap up here and let's head to the X-Ville. X-Ville. Let's X-Ville out of here. All right. Welcome to X-Ville, guys. So that wraps up uh, Season 5, Episode 1, or uh, Episode 49, if you like numbers. Uh, and the mirror universe where we, we use seasons instead. <laughs> exactly. And, the, and yeah, our mirror universe where we use seasons. The evil uh, evil mirror universe where we use seasons. Well, you, Rob will be on next month to host our milestone episode. What's Why is it a milestone? Oh, it's 50. Is it, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a milestone. The, in the mirror universe where we just count them. <laughs> yeah. Ah, 50. It's not. It's only 50. But yeah. Uh, good for a month. Yeah, month. Months. Monthly uh, podcast to get to 50 is not bad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's been a good five years. Let's continue mm-hmm. to do well. Uh, we really do appreciate you guys listening and hanging out and chatting and sharing different things uh, on our Facebook pages and stuff. Uh, continue to do so. Uh, I really do like seeing the new stuff that we get every once in a while. It's nice to see some of these uh, game developers reaching out to us now and wanting to talk about their games. And mm-hmm. uh, it's nice to see more mech models and more mech games coming out. So yeah, and uh, I don't think we are responsible for it, but I do like the fact that we are we play a part in spreading the word. We jumped on that train. Yeah. Jeez. So, you know what we didn't talk about? What? Love, Death, and Robots. Uh, was that did we talked about last week? Last month? Oh, I thought month? you talked about last week. Last month, it, yeah. Didn't it come out in the middle of June? Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, well, <laughs> a quick one. There was no real robots in it, so we can't really talk about yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't see a robot yet, so. There there was there was a, a scorpion robot thing uh, they used to hunt mice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. that's true, that's true, that one episode, yeah. That was about it. Yeah, it, it, it was it was good. It, like I, I liked the episodes. They and then were John John Bear Ross took it and made it bigger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the one with uh, it was very like Cthulhu versus Doom. That was like, or or I guess uh, like Gears of War. That was a fun. Mm-hmm. Episode. I'd love to see a series like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. that's the problem with that. I think is that some of them you're like, oh, I wish there was more. <laughs> like right. And then, oh, it's done. <laughs> we'll see if it gets another season, though, the way Netflix is going. Yeah, they, f- yeah. they fired a lot of the uh, animation department, so I would be very surprised if any animation projects get second seasons. So, or first yeah. seasons, I should say. Mm-hmm. So, well, fingers crossed, knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, thank you guys again, like I said, for listening. I've been your host, Chopper. I've been Brian. I'm Rob. And we'll see you guys in another 30 days. Well, that, it's, uh, we we got to record right before Gen Con next time. Otherwise, we won't get one out. So, we'll Oh, that's that. true. We'll have to figure that one out. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see you then, guys. Thanks for listening. 
Come visit us at Gen Con in the Mantic booth. Me and Pat will be there at least. Yes. Yep. Have fun, guys. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> this has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at M Armor Radio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion. 